might have sent Log it to Talk Radio. My name is Todd from PA. That's at T-O-D-F-R-O-M-P-A. Todd with one D. I was robbed of a D at birth. It was very traumatic. Took me about 45 years to get over that. So, uh, you know, uh, get it right. Follow me on Twitter. I will follow you back um, if you mention that you heard the pod. Um, I am here today as often with my partner, the Motown Mauler. Mauler, are you there? I'm here. How are you doing today, Todd? Good, good. And uh, we've got a special guest, um, a, a, a gentleman embroiled in controversy. Um, he's been on the show before, and we're happy to have him back. Ben, how you doing? I'm here. I'm doing well, All right. How's it going? Good, good. So Ben had a very interesting day today, but we're not going to get into that. Because we're here to make an NBA lineup. We're going to be doing it on um, FanDuel. Normally, the Mauler and I do it on uh, DraftKings. But the truth is, lately, I've been having a lot more success on uh, FanDuel. And one of the things that I've been focusing on is looking to people who might have nice upside if the lock goes your way, meaning if there's injury situations where someone will step in if someone is out, but the guy already is priced to value, very similar to how Darren Collison was. And um, so I've had a nice little run on FanDuel, and hopefully we can keep it together. We're going to be attacking their what do they call that today? The mega tournament. Mega slam. Mega slam. So, um, Ben, how's life treating you these days? Doing well, man. Just working full-time, uh, going to college full-time, about to graduate in less than a year, and uh, doing DFS and, you know, trying to win as much as I can while helping people online and giving out as much information as I possibly can in the time that I can. Well, Man, and I, I think those, and I, I think you do a great job with that, Ben. 
I think you do a great job with that, Ben. I think you're an up-and-comer, and I look forward to seeing you continue to progress in this industry. Mauler, what were you saying? I, I think we uh, kind of missed those college days where he's at right now. <laughs> yeah, I uh, those Nothing things are so far in the rearview mirror that it's uh, pretty hard for me to Man, look back I that put, far. I put in like... 17, 18 hours a day. There's nothing fun about this. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Ben, there's no crying in DFS. <laughs> oh, I, I, I heard it. No crying in baseball. Can't wait for it. Yep, I, love I know you guys are but both, I'm ready to move on. I know you guys are both looking forward to that. So uh, one of the peculiarities of um, – I blog radio or blog talk radio, which I use for this podcast, is it is a little hard for uh, us to hear when the other guy is talking in the beginning. So let's all listen up. It ain't easy. Um, so if we talk over each other, guys, it's because uh, it's just because. So what we'll do is we're going to go position by position. We'll take turns in a clockwise rotation and kind of give everyone a chance to do everything. And what I'm looking for today is I wanted to start by getting the the key guys. Who is the, the key guys, regardless of position, that you most want in as many lineups as possible? Let's see if there's any overlap. We're going to start with my partner, the Mauler. Well, um, since I imagine we're starting at point guard, I think – uh, my top play there is a guy who went crazy. Actually, for the anyone, anyway. anyone, Mauler, any position. Who you know? Oh, I want to slot well, it, in it the guys we guard. like best, regardless it, it of is position. A, it is a point guard, and I love D'Angelo Russell again tonight. I love his price. Ooh. Uh, and then I think um, my next uh, guy that I really like is Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon. I like it. Okay, Ben. Who are the guys that you like most? Well, let's see. Um, I think someone that will probably go overlooked today around what price he is is um, Gorgie Dang. I think Dang is in is in a good spot against Washington. Their their bigs haven't been that great lately, and um, the only time I ever really don't pick on them is. I don't like to go against Gortat. I think he's one of the best defenders on their team. But um, Dang's been great, and as long as he's he's healthy and playing, I think he's going to be good to hit at least 5 Valley. All right. Well, um, unfortunately, Dang, we're not sure he is going to play today, so he's, we'll probably fade him considering it's FanDuel. And, you know, right, if he I'd does sit out. I'll go over to um, Harden. All right. Well, pick, that takes like a top play. If I wanted to pick a top play, I'd probably you can go pick uh, anyone. Harden. Pick anyone. Yeah, the guy Harden. that the guy I'm looking for the guys you're most excited about, regardless of position. So James Harden, um, he is also my number one draft choice. He is the stud that I'm kind of building around. Um, it's close actually between him and Kevin Durant. I actually like both of them very much. I think Chris Paul is the third guy um, from a stud perspective that I'm really looking at. Um, I love Dwight Howard too, but not on um, not on uh, 
more on DraftKings. So, okay. and there's a lot of centers I like here. So, Harden, what you know, what do you think, Maul or Harden, um, Durant? What, what do you like? Harden's going against Gordon, so that's gonna be a back and forth right there. If you think Eric Gordon's go off, you know Harden won't let that happen without him going off. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons. Oh, go, go ahead, Mo. go ahead, Todd. Well, that's one of the reasons why I like Gordon because we uh, we have a saying on our show that people played defense or people couldn't guard a rock, and James Harden couldn't guard a rock. Gordon came back from his injury and looked really well, um, played really well last game, so I like Gordon. But I, I totally agree with uh, you. I like Harden, um, and I also like Durant. And I think uh, you're spot on with Chris Paul, too. I think the problem we get into with Chris Paul is we're he's at the position where we're going to find most value tonight. So yeah, mm-hmm. you're spot on with the Harden and, and Durant as your top two. All right, so we've got an idea of, We've got an idea of who we like the most. I got to say that uh, Gordon hasn't been in any of my lineups so far. It doesn't mean that we can't put him in here. It's just so that he went, he, he went off so much. And I, I noticed that when he goes off, it seems like his follow-up game isn't great. And I think his ownership's going to be high. But let's, let's go position by position. And I'm going to do it a little bit. Um, it, 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 we're going to do it a little bit different this time, rather than. Well, you know what? Let's start with point guard. Uh, Mauer, you were mentioning who you think are the best values at the position. Russell's another guy that I like a lot, um, but I'll, I'll, I've been doing a lot more Clarkson lineups tonight because I do think Russell will be so high owned. Are there any other big value guys you see at point guard? And then I'll ask you the well, same Clarkson question. Clarkson is a uh, shooting guard. Yep, yep. We uh, we got Clarkson as the shooting guard on there. Um, I, I he's not really a value, but I like Kimba Walker again. Um, Philadelphia not very good uh, at guarding guards. Well, they're not really good at guarding anybody. They don't guard anybody. Yeah, but he he's uh he's not a, a value, but I like Kimba Walker. But if you're looking for value, um, I I hate to say this because you know how I always get, but I like Tony Parker tonight. Um, I mm. think he's a decent play at 5300. I never like playing. Tony Parker, but uh, I think he's in a decent spot tonight. But if you're looking for value, I go all, I go all the way down to 3600 and Shelvin Mack. I mean, he's kind of hard to pass up for 3600 on Fanduel. What all right, his, his ownership would be. Um, Shelvin Max, I think Shelvin Max's ownership will be way down. Um, like yeah. uh, Todd said, Russell's is going to be probably through the roof tonight after his performance last night and. Um, Having Mac might allow you to be able to fit Harden and Durant in. All right. So I'm going to ask you, Ben, who are your value point guards? All right. So for value, um, I, I, if I'm going – we, we're talking about strictly just GPP, right? We're, yep. we're talking GPP point guard value on FanDuel. For our tournament team. Okay. Um, I like Mike Conley. At um, 6,800 or Ricky Rubio at 6,700. I like both of them. Um, I'd say that Conley probably um, is a little bit more. Um, I wouldn't actually. I wouldn't even say consistent. They're both not great consistent. But Rubio, you don't have to count on real points, which is what I like about him. Gets most of his stuff through assists. He'll get a few steals and rebounds. But um, I think going against Sacramento, much higher pace. 
I think um, with Wiggins and, and Levine playing a lot better, he'll be able to get some assists throwing down the cat as well. So um, I like Rubio and Conley for value. All right. I like both those guys too. I think they're good value, um, if not cheap. Uh, I'm going to fill in a couple lower-end guys because we do want to try and get some studs in maybe. Um, I like Patrick Beverly a lot. Even though we're going to be playing um, Harden, it seems like Beverly at 4,800, his game logs show uh, 38 minutes. What's that? I don't think he has the upside. That's actually who I was going to mention before I asked if it was cash or GPP. I'd play for cash, but I don't think he has upside. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're just throwing out names at this point. 22, 14, 26, 27, and 34 uh, fantasy points in a great matchup. Um, Jared Bayless is another guy I've been looking at, uh, especially if MCW sits 35 minutes in his first game back, 28 fantasy points. And the other value guy, this is my favorite, Isaiah Kanan or Cannon or whatever you want to call him. He's been getting a tremendous amount of minutes with Hollis Thompson out, 32 and 34 minutes, 21 and 23 fantasy points, the last two for 3,700. Do any of the low-end guys interest – well, Shelvin Mack, let me look at Mack. Mack is interesting. You know, he's been inconsistent. Cannon. Um, I I like Cannon as a cheap play. Um, I was actually all over him uh, two nights ago. Uh, I had him on my all-value lineup, and he w- he was one of the, the cheap players along with uh, Trey Lyles that I was on. Um, I think his minutes have been getting a lot better. His coach trusts him more. And um, for now, T.J. McConnell, it seems he's on uh, a 20-minute limit or so. So uh, Cannon's been getting all of those uh, backup minutes ahead of him behind uh, Ish Smith, who, who really deserves more minutes, but um, it's been spread out to Cannon. So I, I like that play. All right, Mahler, um, Cannon or Shelvin Mack after everything you've heard? Well, Cannon actually has been starting. Um, so the last two that he started, he's gone 34 and 32 yep. minutes. Uh, problem is, is Charlotte actually defends the wing pretty well, um, but so does Toronto. You know, I'm not sure how comfortable I feel playing playing Mack against Kyle Lowry because you know, we could see Mack get in foul trouble or he just could mm-hmm. not play well. I really liked your Bayless idea if MCW's out, but you know how we get with FanDuel, we have to, to make sure that he's out. Yeah. But if MCW's out, Bayless is looking at, at 35 to 40 minutes in a close game. And um, I watched him play against Houston the other night, and he shot the ball really well. The problem is he's not Georgia. going to – get too many assists because Giannis has been playing the point for Milwaukee. So, you know me, I'm good with, I'm, I'm good with any of the three. What, so. what do you think about the Rubio pick? I mean, um, I wouldn't vote for the guy, but uh, maybe in daily <laughs> fantasy against Washington, 6,700. What are your thoughts on uh, Rubio? Well, I mean, his last two against teams that he should have put up good numbers against, you know, uh, New Orleans and Dallas, he, he kind of put up stinkers, 25 and 24 FanDuel points in those two. And you can get 24 or 25 FanDuel points from the guys that we just mentioned at half the price. So, well, they, he, they uh, did get blown out in one of those games um, that he, I yeah, think it's against absolutely. Dallas. 
Absolutely, and there's a chance that that could happen again tonight, too, against Washington. Well, it seems like Kanan is the guy that we're the closest to um, liking all of us, and we can put him in for now and see where that leaves us. Uh, You know, what do you all think about Russell? I mean, he's I like Tony Parker, too. What's that? North Cole. North Cole. Uh, I know Beverly's pretty decent, but, I mean, he gets around 28 minutes per game or so like that. I would rather go with the chalk and D'Angelo Russell, to be honest. It's not, again, he's a perfectly reasonable play. But um, Conley, to me, at 6,800 is a great guy. If we can't agree uh, against Memphis, 6,800. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. 21, 32, 29, and 43 fantasy points. Seven grand. Can we get expect thirty five? Maybe the other guy. Yeah. The other thing we could do is, you know, Chris Paul, because he's just going to be insane. Uh, yeah. At what I, point? Oh, sorry, Mo. Um I was going to say, at what point um, do we want to fade D'Angelo Russell, thinking about ownership, because he could be good enough of a play to get. You know, if he gets you that forty points again at that spot, I think ownership may not matter. Yeah, well, yeah, we we always talk about, you know, playing the chalk. I think this is uh, an instance where, you know, it doesn't matter how many people own D'Angelo Russell, we kind of have to play him. Um, I mean, he's gonna he, he has the ability, as we saw last night, to get you as many points as the $10,000 guy. So um, if we get anywhere around 40 points, I kind of think we have to have him in there because, like you said, we can save the money for our Hardens and our Durants. Yep. All right, so we're going to go Russell. Um, it's chalky, and but we, we need to get kind of moving down the line, and we can always go back at the end and tweak. So shooting guard, I'll go first. Um, and as much as I like Harden, this is a position with a lot of guys who I think – I mean, I love Harden, don't get me wrong. Uh, I also I like Clarkson more tonight than Russell – I think he can put up as many fantasy points as Russell uh, and do it with a lot less ownership. Uh, I'm not really on Will Barton, although he and he's going to be very popular. Um, I love Zach Levine, 5,200 for him. Uh, okay, I think that I'm looking down. Is there anyone else that I really like? Nope. So we're going to go to Ben. Ben, what shooting guards do you like? Um, well, first I'd, I'd just like to point out that um, the three guards, the three-point guards that pop up under my new uh, trend, Popovich, uh, and, and God mode were Conley, Rubio, and D'Angelo Russell after looking at that. So that makes me feel good. Um, but let me jump into shooting guards. So a shooting guard, I definitely like Levine. I, I like Levine I, a lot. I forgot Oladipo. I'm sorry. Oladipo, um, you know, he's – I think Skiles rested them last night because they had a back-to-back today. Uh, it definitely messed up all my lineups last night. But um, I can see the Magic doing well tonight against against the Bulls, who have been pretty hurt. So um, and the owners- I can definitely go with Oladipo and Levine and maybe even uh, Barden because of uh, going against the Lakers. He should get a bunch of run tonight, and people will be off him because of uh, his bad performance the last couple of days. 
Yeah, I, I love Oladipo because everyone's going to be off him because yeah. the natural instinct is when you get burned to go away from him. Mahler, yeah. w- you know, as much as we like Harden, there's a lot of other really good uh, choices here. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm with you on Levine. He's been on my radar all day. Um, up pace against Washington, and they played the type of style where he's able to play his game and get to the basket, which could translate into some trips to the free throw line as well. Uh, I told you before I liked Eric Gordon. Um, mm-hmm. I, I swear James Harden couldn't couldn't guard a dead person, so I'm I'm pretty comfortable with Eric Gordon. And I like then Gordon. Uh, I agree with uh, Jordan Clarkson. And you know, usually we wouldn't ever consider Oladipo uh, playing against the Bulls because Jimmy Butler's a lockdown yes. defender. But since uh, Butler's been out, you know, you can play guards against him. Uh, against the Bulls, so uh, I don't mind Oladipo either, but I'm more um, Harden up top, and then like you said, the Clarkson, uh, Gordon, and Levine down there in the middle, and for our listeners, if you're looking for a value play, I really like um, Lance Stevenson um, at 3900 if you're trying to sneak out and get some extra money. Uh, Jamichael Green was absolutely horrid at the four the other mm-hmm. night, and Stevenson can play you know, one through four. So I like to to see him get more minutes, and he's he's been producing with his minutes. So I think he's a sneaky play for you guys out there that are listening that are looking for value. I literally now, have him highlighted on my screen. What we always try and do uh, when we do this is look for the overlap. So the overlap is Levine, Clarkson, and Oladipo. We all agree on those three, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely just like to comment on. Just two more real quick, because I was going to mention the Lance Stevenson pick against Sacramento. Um, they kind of have the same problems as Houston with Harden, where their shooting guard just doesn't really guard anybody. And um, also, I mean, J.J. Redick, his price is a little higher than that, but he's been super consistent, getting around 25 points and 30-point upside. But um, I definitely like Lance as a, as a punt play against Sacramento, so I wanted to comment on that. Great match. All right, we're going to keep that in mind. And since we've got three, oh, J- Jaleel Okafor is out. That's perfect <laughs> timing. Just came through because, on my screen, uh, too. <laughs> we're about, All right, so we're who, about to go who to are they playing? And Philadelphia who are they playing? is playing Charlotte, I believe. So yeah, um, Charlotte who, is at we don't Philadelphia. Have, I, usually when, you know, if I would play big guys against them anyway. But um, like as we saw the other night with Gortat, when Okafor gets out, it's just cupcake matchup over there. All right, so... Um, pick two, uh, Young Buck, Levine, Oladipo, and uh, now he's slipping my Clarkson. mind. And Clarkson. Ooh, Levine. All right, because I was considering Gordon to see some real quick. Yes, I was going to say Levine and Gordon. All right, but I'm not on Gordon, so we're looking for. You're a not agreement. on Gordon. Okay. All right, no problem. Um, so. We all agree on those Levine. three, Oladipo. Lev- I mean, the, the great thing about this is, and, and, and look, it's very likely that Mauler is right and I'm wrong, but the, the fun part about this is to try and get three brains and get us to agree. So when we've got so many other choices we do agree on, so um, try and pick between Oladipo, Clarkson, and Levine. Pick two of the three. Okay, well, since I would – probably go Will Barden over Oladipo tonight at a thousand cheaper, then I'll go with Clarkson at the same price. 
right. So we got Levine and Clarkson. We go to small forward, and I'm going to start with you, Ben. Uh, who who are your plays at small forward? All right. So I like Kawhi. Um, I think this is this is low for his price. It seems like he's been playing a lot, and he's averaging. Uh, well, out of his last five games, he's scored 40 or more in all five. But actually, let's see, except one, in all six of his last games, he scored at least 40, and one, the other one that he didn't was 38 points. So he's on fire right now. He's hitting that 5X value. Um, I know Detroit slowed down LeBron a, a little while ago, but I think Kawhi uh, is playing with a little bit more passion than LeBron is at the moment. So at that price, I like him. Um, let's see, going down, looking at it, I don't mind Jay Crowder. He's someone that I always look for in terms of consistency because of how um, high energy he plays, gets a lot of steals per game, um, makes it up in assists, rebounds, and usually gets you at least 15 points or so. So if I had to pick two out right there besides, you know, the obvious Durant, then um, I think those are two that I would spot real quick. Great. Mauler, who's your small forwards? Uh, of course, we mentioned Durant. He's always at the top of the list anytime you go with small forward. Totally agree with Kawhi. Um, I think I'm more on Kawhi on DraftKings because I love the price there and I love the bonuses for double-double and triple-double, but I love Kawhi over here too. Um, I like Giannis because he honestly has 60-point upside every night. And um, my my sneaky sneaky play is Trevor Ariza. I know people will probably be on him because his uh, near triple-double the other wow. night, but uh, you know, I think he's uh, a guy that you know, gets a lot of peripherals. You know, he doesn't have to score mm-hmm. to to get a lot of points, so he's my, my middle-price guy and there's not really anybody that I like down at value. What about Barnes? Um, Barnes? I, I, don't, I don't like Barnes too much. Um, just because he's not an offensive guy, he, he you know he can explode for offensive numbers, and he has been picking it up offensively since they traded Courtney Lee. So I could see spending fifty two hundred on him, um, but if I'm going to go super value, this is going to sound crazy after yesterday. But I play Hazonia again at thirty seven hundred, and that's just for the all listeners. right. You know, so that, those are some good picks, and I agree with you, Mauler. Um, I like Durant. I love Durant. I really like Kawhi Leonard too. Although eight thousand is a little much at home, I do worry a little bit about a blowout there. Uh, Ariza is on my radar. Ha- um, the one Matt Barnes is on my radar. Evan Turner is on my radar. Uh, but I, I also was going to mention Hasonia. I, I think that he's going to probably have some pretty low ownership. And at $3,700, that's pretty good. Did we miss anyone else? Uh, you know, I love Giannis, but I think at 8400 I he's better to fade. Uh, I, I even like Paul George at 8700 but I would be so very no content. Crowder? I like Crowder, Crowder too. I like, yeah, I like Crowder, Crowder too, but I would be very content today. for now. I would be very content for now for sticking Durant and Hazonia in, and then if we have money left at the end, we can come back and upgrade Hazonia. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, I I I know um, I know Ben's not going to like Hazonia too much, but I think uh, 
I mean, after the stinker yesterday, nobody's going to be on him. So if he does have a good game, that's just more more your advantage. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't mind that at all. I think he's a good player. I just don't like what's going on over there right now. I mean, he played 15 minutes as a starter yesterday, and you know, like I know they were on a, a back-to-back, whatever. But I just feel like it. How can we even trust that with the that four-point floor? That's just my opinion. All right. So if I would we were going to Shabazz Muhammad for a 4100, if I was going all the way down. All right. So what we'll do then yeah, is we'll, I like stick, that. we'll stick Durant and Leonard in since we all liked them. And then we'll see where our money's at when we get to the end. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I if I was going to punt down, I would go to uh, Shabazz. So if if you wanted to do it, I would do that. But I'm I'm cool with Duran and Kawhi. Could, I think that'll be contrarian. If you could tell me that Shabazz, that uh, Georgie Dieng was out, well, you know, let's see where we are money-wise because that is pretty sneaky. If yeah, it's like one of that. the things I like to do on FanDuel now is Shabazz could give us, you know what, why don't we do that? Let's put him yep. in because Good he call, can Benjamin. give us value. I'm going to look up his uh, his on-the-court, off-the-court right now with Dang and Cat and just see how many minutes he plays in the second unit. I mean, he's I mean, getting 20, 21, 25, and 34 minutes. I mean, he doesn't have mm-hmm. tremendous upside uh, at four-one, but if Yang is out, maybe he goes twenty-five. Yeah. Guys, we gotta not talk over each other. Um, <laughs> so, while he's looking that up, Mauler, do you want to start with put power forward? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we always talk about uh, who we like against certain teams, and I like playing bigs against the Pistons, um, so I like Lamarcus Aldridge. Uh, same thing. I like his price a little better on DraftKings, but 7,300 is a really nice price um, on FanDuel. Uh, I guess my my must play is Bobby Portis. Uh, Gibson's going to be out, um, and I think uh, we talked about Skiles really not doing so well as with his rotations. And I think Portis is a great play at 4,400. All right, Ben, go for it. Your turn. Well, um, just curious. Does Yang have any um, any probability of not playing? Yes. Okay, I didn't even know that. I would. Yeah, I would have played uh, it even. Oh, with no me. worries, man. Uh, that we're all here trying to do the best we can. Three. Um, it says questionable Wednesday versus Washington with personal. Yeah, he awesome. hasn't been in the building the last two awesome. days. So. Well, yeah, I was considering him without knowing that. <laughs> um. I I like Portis. Portis looks good. Um, they've been they've been having a hard time in Chicago to keep big guys on the court. Um, I'd like to know a little bit more about Jeremy Grant. I, um, if he's going to be starting, it looks like Fournier was ruled out yep. a few minutes ago. Hollis Thompson will play. Um, Fournier being out definitely changes things a little bit over there. So um, that puts Hazonia back into play a little bit. Um, but uh, going back to power forward, uh, Miles Turner. I think he's still getting the minutes. I think he still has the talent, and he's coming off a couple of bad games. I think um, for a GPP play, people are gonna people are gonna be more on Marquise at that price point. I think Miles Turner. Um, people hopped off that that wagon last week. All right. So. Uh, well, I'm gonna give you mine. Um, 
this is a place where I'm definitely on Bobby Portis. I don't see how you can get away from him at that type of value. I happen to like Miles Turner a lot. I really like Jeremy Grant with um, Okafor out. The last game, I know it was he, he's played 35 and 38 minutes the last two, 29 and 37 uh, points uh, on FanDuel. I mean, I just don't see Turner having Jeremy Grant upside today. Uh, although I, I, Turner's someone I've liked all day. Um, I think a guy who is going to be very high-owned is Jabari Parker. Uh, I like Marvin Williams, stretch four against Philly. But the guy that I really, really think is sneaky today is Ryan Anderson at 5,800. The reason I like him is because Davis is questionable. We won't find out till after lock. Ryan Anderson can get us value without Davis there. The, the few games before, 26, 25, and 25 minutes with Davis there, 32, 27, and 12 uh, fantasy points. The game before that, 28 minutes, 32 fantasy points. But if Anthony Davis either doesn't play or, you know, that toe, I mean, he's Mr. Glass. If that, if his little toe hurts a little bit. Um, and he sits just from being booed. Exactly. So, I, I mean, if starting. you want a real high upside GPP player, I like Ryan Anderson. So all of us have Jeremy contributed. What, what what are your thoughts, Mahler, now that all of us have uh, kind of contributed? Yeah, I think um, Portis is a must-play. Um, plug him in. And then, you know, uh, Ben mentioned Markeith Morris. I really like him uh, and Jeremy Grant down there at 51 and 54. Uh, I'm not sure that we need to spend up anywhere. Um, but like you said, Ryan Anderson at 5,800, if if Davis doesn't play. We're looking at you know fifty point upside again. Yeah, um, I didn't mention anyone um, kind of higher. I, I was more on lower value, but if you go up a little bit more, I like for tournament plays, uh, Fareed and Gordon. Fareed's another one that's uh, questionable, questionable with a back. Yeah. Okay. All right, it so doesn't, it doesn't say that where I'm looking. Mueller, I'm. I'm going to let you make the final decision here for now. Um, well, we're going to play Portis, we, I imagine. Portis is in. Yep. Portis, Portis is in. So the other guy comes down to Ryan Anderson or Jeremy Grant. I'm okay with both of them. Ben likes both of them. I think you like both of them. Yeah, I like both. Uh, we're going to uh, let the Mauler pick this time. You have to go with Anderson because – he he has a 20-point higher upside than Grant does, you know. I, I don't see Grant having the ability to get you 50, 55 FanDuel points, so let's go Anderson. All right. So we'll go to the center position. We're sitting on 14-9, so we can have our choice of center. I love Dwight Howard, but more where he's a little cheaper on DraftKings. I really like uh, – Tinkins is in a good matchup. I don't think they have anyone who can stop him at 10-9. And I think since there are so many great centers, I think the ownership will be lower there. Uh, a lot of people are on Vucevic. I'm not. 
I really like Nikola uh, Jokic. I've got him in a few lineups uh, where I've paid up more. But another guy that's a value that I really like that I think is going to go under the radar against Boston is Mason Plumley. Plumley has averaged, you know, anywhere from 22 to 33 fantasy points uh, most nights, 5,200, and uh, against a pretty bad Boston team. If you if you want to go a little lower, um, you know, his brother is also a good value. Uh, I think, uh, Mauler, why don't you go next? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually – I'll start at the bottom. I do like Miles Plumley, and mm-hmm. it's for the simple fact that he played in crunch time the other night. The game was close against Houston, and he was in rather than Monroe. So at 3,700 for a guy that's, you know, getting somewhere around 20 fan dual points three of the last four games I think is a pretty good value. But like you said, there's so much good stuff happening up, up top. I, I like Al Jefferson against Philadelphia. I think he's a very sneaky play. Um, I like Gortat against Minnesota, and then I agree with you on Howard and Cousins. The only thing that scares me about Cousins is he did roll his ankle the other night, but if he's healthy, there's nobody on Memphis that can stop him, not, you know, not even Zach Randolph. So. All right, Ben, what are your thoughts at the center position? Um, well, first of all, I just I wanted to ask, um, where was it? Oh yeah, so you would be comfortable playing Al Jefferson at fifty three hundred when he hasn't gotten over twenty five minutes since he's been back. Yeah, uh, well, uh, yeah, just because last game he he had nineteen points in nineteen minutes, so his minutes are going up a little bit. Um, it's just it's more about playing against Philadelphia, and that was more for the okay. listeners. You know, we we still gotta we still have to to take care of our listeners out there so I was just throwing that out there for them um but yeah I would feel comfortable you know putting him in putting him in a few GPP lineups as a low uh contrarian play that you could get maybe 30 points out of okay because um I was looking for um Cody Zeller um he goes back to I guess power forward he used to be under center um sorry I'm, I just thought of this but he plays around the same um, minutes as him for 4,500, and he's at power forward. Um, I thought he was at center, which is why I was going to bring it up. But um, he has 25, 14, 20, and 13. So he's going to get just as many minutes for 800 cheaper, but he's going to be at power forward. So but um, so that's Cody's hour. But let me get back here to, to center real quick. I like Miles Plumley, Mason Plumley. Um, I wasn't on, but I can see why you'd be on him because Boston's never really too good at um, guarding the big men, Nikola Jokic. Um, his coach doesn't like him for some reason, doesn't play him <laughs> yeah. enough. Um, Rudy Gobert, I think, um, has as much upside as anybody in, in you know, the mid-7,000s range. And then up top, um, I would go Howard, Vucevic, or Cousins. All right. So we've got a tremendous amount of options at the center position. So I think right now um, I feel strongest about Portis and Anderson at power forward. I really like our shooting guards, Levine and Clarkson. Um, We've got Kanan and Russell at point guard, and we've got all this money sitting here. So at point guard, uh, I'm not on Westbrook, but Chris Paul. Sorry, but um, TJ, uh, Taj Gibson's out. Who yeah, is that's why we're playing Portis. That's why we're playing Portis. They just ruled him out. 
Um, so I, I, I'm wondering what you guys think about Chris Paul or John Wall. Ricky Rubio can't play um, any defense. Um, yeah. You know, both of those guys we can afford. We can go up from D'Angelo Russell to either one of those. Um, Shabazz Muhammad, we can go up to Leonard. Um, what, what are you guys thinking as far as going up in price? Well, if I had to switch anybody, um, I would switch Cannon first and then Mohammed. So I think that we'd just break it down like we usually do and go, you know, what two do we like better? All right. So uh, Chris Paul or John Wall, Mauler, you go first. Who do you like? Oh, uh, I mean, I love John Wall tonight, but I, I, I take Chris Paul in that matchup. Ben? Chris Paul. All right. So Chris Paulson's shooting uh, small forward. Uh, we like Kawhi Leonard. I think all of us did. Is that correct? Yep. Well, all right. Yeah. So if we if we put him in, that allows us forty five hundred at center, which would leave us Stephen Adams and all the way down to Miles Plumley. If we take Kawhi Leonard out. And we go down a little further. There's a huge drop off at, uh, you know, Covington is very interesting now at 4,900 with um, with, with uh, Okafor out. 32, 30, and 33 minutes. 18, 21, and 36 fantasy points. Um, or if we put Shabazz back in we could go up from Clarkson to Harden, but oh. that would leave us 3,700 for Miles Plumley. Plumley's 37. Yep. Wait, where was Miles? Miles is 37. Um, let's see. So Covington's minutes only increased by one minute per game with Okafor out. Uh, the biggest beneficiary so far has been, which is weird, but uh, Nick Stauskas. He's been the biggest beneficiary, which is weird. I guess they just go straight small ball and fit him in there. Um, but well, the, the biggest beneficiary Jeremy Grant is, Jer- and is Grant. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, minute. I'm talking about minutes, like the increase in minutes. Jeremy well, Grant actually goes down. <laughs> he goes. I mean, we've got Sh- we've got Shabazz Muhammad and Ryan Anderson, both guys with a lot of upside. So, um, what do you think about going up to Harden from Clarkson? Well, it's either it's either that or pay up for center. So, I mean, do you want to go um, Cousins or Howard and a, a different shooting guard, or do you want to go Harden Plumley? That's kind of all right. Where we're at. So, we've so got Harden. What if Plumlee. we went down to uh, Gordon instead of Clarkson to free up some money? Would you do that? Hold go on. Gordon um, Levine. I was gonna yeah, go Gordon Levine at our shooting guard and then see where see how much more we can get at a center. Say that again? I'm gonna say drop down from Clarkson to Gordon and then see what else you can get at center if anything opens up. Uh, they don't like Gordon tonight. If if we go down from Clarkson to Gordon that would leave 8,900 at center. 
And I'm not loving Towns or Drummond. No, you might as well leave Clarkson in and play Howard. Yeah. I I was just going to say that. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. So Um, you like... Well, if you go Harden, well, would you prefer, you know, Howard over Harden? You know, probably not. No, but it's it's when, two point it's two verse two at that point. So it's Howard and Clarkson yeah. or Harden Plumley, and I go with Howard Clarkson all day. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. That's what now, all right. Say. So if we put Howard in and we leave Clarkson alone, the next thing we got to just look one more time at Shabazz just to make sure there's no. You know who I like to? I do like uh, for a little bit more money, Evan Turner. He has been playing really good. Um, yeah. His, his his lowest game is twenty three. I mean that's um, seventeen hundred. And if we go to him, I'm just or or if we go to Crowder, who I also like, that drops us down to Jokic. I still think I like uh, Clarkson. Howard, I like Howard yeah. and Muhammad more. Don't you guys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I especially if Dang's out. I think if we get lucky after Locke and Dang is out, I think Muhammad really benefits and could get thirty to thirty-five Fanduel points. Well, we are uh, we are splitting this. Either. We are splitting this three ways, and I think that the way for us really to cash is to take some chances and to have Shabazz and Ryan Anderson, where we're trying to catch two breaks. If we catch both of them, I think we're going to be really in very, very good shape. Now, the only other thing I want to look at, though, is if we take Chris Paul out and go down to, let's say, Conley, that would put us into the Cousins Oh, I would definitely do that. I would definitely do that. Conley and Cousins over Paul and Howard? Um, nah. Not that combination. No. All right. so I like if, Paul Howard better. Yeah, same. All right. So I'm going to do one other thing. I'm going to go Conley. We're just tweaking here at the end what just about to Kemba? make sure. Conley. Kemba on the back-to-back against Philly. He but, he, but he really minutes. didn't play. He really didn't all play right. last so night. So Kemba. I like Kemba. If we go Kemba. That leaves, us, that leaves us uh, 500 short of Cousins. It gives us Paul Gasol. Who it, no. Yeah. All right. So if we, go, if we go Howard and Kemba, that means Shabazz, we can get up to Crowder. I love Crowder. So it would be Howard, Kemba, Crowder. Yep. Or Mohammed Paul Howard. No, wait a minute. Or Mohammed Paul. Okay. I'm good with Kemba. One of those, actually. So Kemba, Kemba Crowder, Crowder or Paul Shabazz. I I like the Mohammed one better just for the simple fact that Mohammed can get the same amount of points as those mid-range guys if Deng is yep. out. I agree. Well, and I don't nobody's going to own him out personally. She was present at shoot around for personal reasons, so like I don't know what the personal is. It's not like an illness or anything, and, and he's there. So, um, oh, see, I, I, I like I like see, I think Chris Paul's going to be pretty heavily owned. I think that we've already got Russell, who's heavily owned. 
Um, I like personally, I like the Kemba Crowder because we've got we got a lot of bet, a lot riding, a lot of upside with Ryan Anderson and Portis. I hey, just don't feel back. I just don't feel what's that? I said it's a, it's a ton of upside when you go. Um... Kemba and and Crowder. You know, you, you can get guys who can each get 40. Chris Paul would have to get, you know, 60 with Shabazz getting 20 or 55 yep. or 25. Yeah. I also love the fact that Crowder has been, his floor has been phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And they're playing way up in pace today. Um, yeah, well, let's do it. Lock it in. Charlotte All also right. isn't good enough to blow Philly out of the water like that. You know, like they have a couple of guys who can put up points, but they don't really have like a, a great talented team you know if it was in charlotte i'd be worried but in philly right. i'm not going to worry yeah. about it so right now we're looking at kemba walker d'angelo russell zach levine jordan clarkson kevin durant jay crowder bobby portis ryan anderson and dwight howard i'm very satisfied i, w- I just wasn't comfortable with shabazz's floor oh that's um, all right i, 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 I like what thing was out yep and and and, like and, and spit out all right, great. We're going to lock it, folks. And right, uh, I want, um, can you repeat it again? Oh, sure. sure. It's Kemba Walker, D'Angelo yeah. Russell, Zach Levine, Jordan Clarkson, Kevin Durant, Jay Crowder, Bobby Portis, Ryan Mr. Anderson, and Dwight Howard. And uh, I would like to know how many of those guys are on your uh, your, your your so-called God mode. All right, so let's check it out. Let me get in here. Actually, and honestly, think... I'm I'm gonna run this line, um, and I'm gonna make I'm gonna run it probably in like two two little shots just to see like what the score ends up so I can follow it live. But um, I'm also gonna pivot with. Um, from Jordan Clarkson to Will Barden on one of them. Um, so I'm going to run it twice with um, one with Clarkson, one with Barden at the same price. That's one of the funs of doing stuff like this. So yeah. um, when we look at uh, the it. mode that you call God mode, Crowder is on there, Kemba's on there, uh, D'Angelo Russell's on there, Shabazz yeah. is actually there. on there. Was he? Uh, yeah. And Clarkson is on there. Uh, I'm yeah. surprised Howard isn't because he was on there earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw him earlier. Oh, he is there. So Howard, yeah, Howard, so that's one. Um, Kemba's two. Russell's three. Crowder's four. I don't have it refreshed. Um, Levine is five and Clarkson, Clarkson is six. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine out of Kemba, six out Kemba's of nine. Yeah, I just don't see Durant. I'm surprised Durant's not on there. He was earlier, um, and yeah, those, you know it changes throughout the day. Chris Paul is actually on there. Will Barden's actually on there now as well. Um, yeah, it's a big slate, so we're going to get a lot of a lot of names on there. But I do have some other trends that I created that are pretty phenomenal. So let me just. Let me just look at these real quick. Sure, um, we well, got and then we'll finish Levine. Up. Levine is on Peasants, so that's cheap value. That um, He's projected for 19, and 73% of the time he should score 5.4 more points than that. So out of Levine, we can hope for, 
you know, a floor of hopefully 24. And then I'm going to interrupt at, for one second. We sure. got some news. Taj Gibson officially out, and starting in his place is Cameron Bearstow. And I got to say that I love this news for Bobby Portis because I think it might scare a few people off, but it doesn't scare me off in any way. Mauler, what are you? Yeah. What's your thoughts? I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm ready to lock the one that we had in. Yeah, man, that's the tweet that I was talking about like ten minutes ago. <laughs> Sorry, Bobby I must have missed it. You guys like yelling at me. You're like, we know. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I, we, I, I I, I, I I just knew, got I knew like Gibson uh, wasn't we going to play all day, so <laughs> I figured everybody no. else knew. By the way, I mean, how yo, I've, I've been dealing with a lot today. Yep. I've been dealing with a lot no of worries. drama today, so I was busy. But um, all right. So real quick on Hermes, we have um, let's see, Levine is on there as well. Well, Barden's on there, so I like that. I'm gonna do that one pivot. Um, there's nothing else on Hermes. On the Popovich one. Um, Jay Crowder is on there, so that's good. They like Westbrook, Harding, Cousins, and then you guys have the God Mode, and most of our guys are on there. So I'm very comfortable with knowing they're on God Mode, and the other couple of trends are just like kind of additional bonus points that um, I give upgrades to those players. All right. Uh, the Mower's got to go, so we're going to let him go. Mower, you have a good night, and then uh, Ben will finish up what you were saying. All right, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. Good doing business with you. <laughs> Go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Ben. Yeah, no problem. So um, I was just talking about, I was just saying, like, out of my trends, like, I I prefer that players I use is on God mode for the most part. But when I look at the other trends, you know, for anyone who's listening who does have them and sees them, and, and you know, we don't have to get into why it's not coming out now, but – um, I use the other ones just as, like, additional bonus points. So if I have someone in, in the God mode that I'm using and then I look and I see them in the other trends as well, it's just additional, you know, bonus points, brownie points that makes me want to use them a little bit more. Absolutely. And that makes a tremendous amount of sense. Um, okay. You know, and, and that's the thing. You know, we you know when we do these shows, it's got to kind of be rapid fire. Um, it's just when there's three people, it, it just tends to get a little crowded if we don't be careful. But uh, it is a uh, an honor to have you on. I'm always glad Thanks. to do it. And uh, what are your final thoughts for the night? Um, I'd say that it, I don't think there's too much news that we're waiting on on a big slate, but always pay attention to that because there are actually different times of the day that different news affects the slate. So if you pay attention, you'll notice that when you have someone who's, you know, in a great spot all morning and everybody knows about them and they're chalk, if you have another piece of news that is huge deal within like an hour and a half of lock, a lot of people will pivot to that new news and lower the ownership that you had on the original news. So it's kind of counterintuitive where you think that you're you're getting a jump on this crazy news that happened, you know, only an hour before lock. But in reality, you're actually jumping to the higher percentage than if you had someone um, who you liked lower in the day who you thought may have been chalky. Yep, I, I think that's an excellent point. I think you bring up um, a lot of good points. 
And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens tonight. You know, I wish I was more comfortable with big slates, but I find once it gets past eight games, I, I, I find that it tends to fry my brain a little bit um, as kind of a newcomer to um, N- NBA DFS this year. Uh, what, what's your comfort zone as it relates to the number of games that you like for a slate? Three to six. That's it. Hands down, three to six. I already know that. Every single sport, if it's more than six games, I don't like playing it, and we usually play the express or the late slate every time. That, that I think that's very interesting and good advice. Um, something I hadn't thought of, I tend to play the full slates, and I think that uh, either playing an earlier, a turbo, an express, whatever they're called, I think that is a great bit of advice, Ben. Um, any Anything else uh, slate-specific that you like to do as you prepare for DFS? Oh, yeah. So, um, first of all, there's this one strategy that I've really been harping on with a lot of people, and if you follow my Twitter account, you'll know that I'm consistent with saying this, and I have been saying it for a while. Um, I recommend that people, um, if you want to do a contrarian form of lineup construction in general and not just trying to pick a low-owned player, to make your lineup in one of the smaller slates. So go into, you know, um, like let's say last night, for example, it was Brooklyn Lakers, Golden State, Atlanta. If you went into the late-night slate, made your lineup, and didn't use anyone from any other slate, and then you just took that late lineup and threw it into the main slate, you would have came down with a lot of money in tournaments because a lot of the early guys, including the high-owned Orlando guys, flopped. Um, So just real quick, the reason I do that is because a lot of times people like to, first of all, watch the games, so they like the earlier ones, but they don't account for the fact that the late-night games have bad defense, higher paces, and higher scoring like 80% of the time. So the majority of the time, those are going to be the higher-scoring games if you stack them and put them in the main slate, that's a contrarian form of lineup construction, not just low ownership. That's very interesting. It's consistent. If if you do this every – all right, if you play multiple slates, I want you to look at what the average score that you put up in main is in um, compared to the average score that you put up in the later slates. That I, gotcha. I think that's something to monitor. monitor. And if you notice that – you're doing better in those smaller, later slates. One, play those slates a little bit more. But two, use that lineup in the main slate. So try to create a lineup beforehand in the late slate um, that you that you know may not be affected by news or something you can change a little bit later. But put that in the main slate and then use it as contrarian form of lineup construction in general as opposed to just trying to find, you know, one person who's low owned and trying to find an edge on the field, your entire construction of your lineup will be contrarian opposed to what everyone else is doing. Uh, that's awesome advice. Thank you again, Ben, for joining the podcast. Hope to have you back on in the near future. Um, this, we're going to say adios. We're going to go the distance. Hopefully you go the distance with us. Have a good night, Ben. Thanks a lot. Take care. Let's win some money. I heard you. What? Yep, we lost him.